Uh, Ron is a, a Buckeye at heart and, and everything else. <laughs> Everywhere you could you could possibly be a Buckeye. Born and uh, he, he's one, you know. So uh, just want to uh, reflect, of course, we're going to be talking the entire show about uh, what's happening in the National Football League, of course, and uh, uh, what's happening in college football. And uh, might squeeze a little high school football in there every now and then. We, we like to do that. Of course, you guys know I like to talk a lot about the Camp McKinley Bulldogs who, hey. uh, Ty Blackledge, if you out there listening, yeah, we got you last week, bro. <laughs> we got you. Camp McKinley Bulldogs stuck it to the, uh, I think it's the North Canton Hoover. I don't even know what they're called. But, of course, uh, Ty Blackledge and Ty, okay, that's just to start the weekend off because you know there's something else coming up. Yeah, that's right. Them Buckeyes traveling, going to travel east and uh, yeah, going to invade right. uh, that stadium you guys got out there. You're going to call it the whiteout or whatever it is, but we're going to come in there and we're going gonna, gonna to black it out. <laughs> we're we coming after you, Todd. So, uh, hope you're listening, homeboy. Appreciate it. So, uh, anyway, Ron, yes, it, it, sir. Was a, it was a, a big week for, for the Buckeyes, of course, and uh, oh, a yeah. big week for, for Cleveland, too. You know, we had uh, a young man who stepped in there who's still trying to earn his. Well, maybe he's taken his respect in all aspects. He took it at the college level yeah. when he went to Columbus, and uh, now it looks like um, you know he's you know stepping up at the next level and uh, taking the respect he thinks he deserves and has, has earned at this time. He's a baller. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm happy. I'm happy he, he's on my side this time. Yeah, you know? he can play. And uh, doing some good things. And, and, and then, of course, we got some other things going on in the NFL. My man, Zeke. Uh, you know, Dallas Cowboys having some trouble. Well, you know, Zeke could be fine. You know, if you see Zeke. Oh, Zeke is fine. As a matter yeah. of fact, you know, Zeke is leading the league in rushing. So yeah. don't yeah. want people to forget about that. thing. got about 274 yards, I think. Zeke yeah. could be fine. His, his, his football team is in disarray a little bit. But, uh, you know, the Buckeyes, they get in there and, and play ball. You know? Yeah, and that's one thing about it is he's, he's always asked to be fed, and he wants to continue yeah. to be fed. <laughs> And sometimes, though, I, I'm of this belief that sometimes, you know, you can eat too much. And, and running backs, sometimes they could get fed too much. As a matter of fact, that's why the Pittsburgh Steelers has a running back who's not in training camp right now. That's right. Who feels for those reasons is that they fed him too much and they may feed him too much again. And he could subject himself to some injuries, which means that he won't get that big paycheck that he's looking for. So, uh, speaking of that, that you, you since you brought that up, Le'Veon Bell, if if you were Columbus, Ohio fella now, yeah, yeah oh yeah, he, he got he got away too. Yeah. He's, a, he's a real homeboy. He got, he, he got yeah, away. But he yeah. got over there to yeah. that M state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, uh, but he's doing his thing. But in my mind, I, I certainly agree with him. If he came in, I think he had guaranteed close to eighteen million dollars. But the signing bonus. In itself is going to be much more than that when he does come back, when he does, if he signs, if they, if they choose to sign him or if he sets out the entire year. And then next year, that signing bonus will exceed that by two or three times. So He's a, he's a free agent next year. He, he will, that's, that's right. I don't really understand the thinking that, that, that uh, Pittsburgh, it's almost like they got a personal vendetta because uh, – for, I think like the last four years, he's been the top running back. Uh, he, you know, he's been very aggressive and progressive. So um, why they want to offer him that kind of money? They didn't offer him a contract. And quite naturally, we know that just he's just one hit away. Look at this weekend, how many guys went down just from just one hit, uh, including the quarterback over at uh, California there, the 49ers. Garoppolo, yes. Yeah, so... I, I would love to, to kind of touch base on that just a little bit uh, when we get to it. But uh, I think that they need to uh, trade him. Let him trade because he can't let him go because he doesn't have a long time yet to play. You, he, you know, there's not very many uh, 
guys and that running backs that's out there 15 years. That doesn't happen. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, We're not talking happen. about that running yeah. backs don't play 15 years. Quarterbacks no. yeah. and, and offensive linemen may do yeah. that. Yeah, I think, but, what did Emmitt play? Uh, I think Emmitt may have gotten in maybe 12, if that. But, but no, yeah. running backs, uh-huh. I'm of this mindset. If you got a running back that's playing at, at 15 years in the league, yeah. Then there's something wrong with the younger running backs that's coming up. Yeah, you know? now they got so, a, a guy named Gore, uh, I think at the, the Colts, that's been in there uh, in the league. I don't think it's. I don't think Gore's got 15 in. He, he got well, double. He may have double digits in there for I sure. Kinda th- I kind well, of. I'm almost certain he has double digits, and I think I, that uh, that 15 was just a number that flew off my head. I was saying he's not going to be there for 15. No, but uh, he has been there. You know, and he's what now I see him on the uh, the side where he has to get a big contract because he won't get one. Yeah, the age the age for any position is is right at that thirty. When you get to that thirty, I I never forget when Marty set me and Hanford down, and uh, thought we were reaching that thirty year age, uh, but he was a couple years ahead. Uh, but certainly. It's on everybody's radar across the league. When you start approaching that 30, you know, and Tom Brady wants to go forever, uh, which is, as Max says on the big boy show, he going to hit that cliff. And uh, but, it, but it's one of those things where Father Time, whatever you do in life, Father Time always wins. Without and, a doubt. and whatever industry you're in, again, there is a certain age where you reach and your production is not the same. And they understand it's time for them to invest in a different generation of people. That happens in all aspects of corporate America. And, and football, people forget, is corporate America. It's just... Without a doubt. It, it's big just, corporate America. And exactly. And it, it's just, it, its aspect of business is physical, you know. And so there are bodies that are being banged up and bruised, and, and their product, it ages fast. <laughs> so There's one thing that, that's happening here right this moment that you're speaking from experience. It's not like oh, you have been there. <laughs> and you age fast. You've been there, you've done that. So, uh, and that's why the young man yeah. uh, who retired, um, I think it's Davis is his last name, uh, who retired at halftime. You know, oh, people yeah. don't understand that. Vontae. Yeah, Vontae. People don't understand that a year time in football is, is like three or four or five in basketball and baseball with the amount of punishment that your body takes. You know, you get you get hit one time, and I mean, you can't run into the catcher no more. <laughs> you know, that was the only contact that was made was when the catcher was trying to block home plate, and they made it so you you no, you can't do that. We don't want you running into a catcher. Okay, so that uh, they took all the physical contact out of baseball. Period. So now your body ages because you're throwing the ball or you're running the bases. Because if you know you can sit in right field in a baseball game, and you might get. You might be involved in maybe, if you're involved in five plays in baseball from right field, that's a lot. I used to play right field when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Ain't too many people hitting the ball to right field. No. Now, it's, if, it's, if, if you're in left field or center, you're getting some balls. But right yeah. field, you might even have a game where you don't even get a ball come out there. Well, right field is sort of like where you put a great hitter, but not a great fielder. But left I didn't field, like that. See, that's, <laughs> like, that's like them people, who, that's what I don't like even to this day. About when they made the comment about defensive backs or defensive backs because they can't catch, so they be they're not wide receivers. Well, and, that's and, I, and I play both positions, and I took tremendous pride in it, you know. And so, to me, I don't like when players do that. And, I, and, and that comment there about right field because my brother played left field. <laughs> uh, yeah, because they they, they take a, a, the best athlete that they can find, a baseball player, and they put him in in left field, and then center field has to be. Probably even just a little better because he's got to cover right and left some some kind of way. But just you know, you could go all the way to first base. First base is put to the guy that's that's dwindling, uh, that's getting over the hill. Also, well, first base has always been a position where uh, the dude can hit the ball, but he may lack in athletic ability. Yes, he's just standing there waiting for you to throw the ball to him. He yes. ain't trying to go nowhere to get it. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't making no kind of plays. Yeah. But uh, but that's interesting you say that because I also draw the analogy of fo- football and, and baseball because of outfielders and wide receivers. Because when a ball leaves a quarterback's hand, mm-hmm. you know you you may be fifty yards down the field when a ball leaves his hand, and you've got to you know gauge the trajectory of that ball as a defensive back and a wide receiver and make sure you don't do it. You take the wrong step, the wrong direction. You know, you're either going to get beat or you're going to catch. You're I watched that happen last night. 
I watched that happen last night when the Buccaneers were playing Pittsburgh and uh, uh, the quarterback, Pittsburgh quarterback, uh, threw an interception. But I watched the corner come from almost center field all the way across and, 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 and jump right in front it made of the, the, It made the play. Yeah, it did. And, and it happens. Yeah, it did. If, and again, if you, if you watch that ball as soon as it leaves Ben's hand, and you make the right step at the right angle, and you're gonna get there. If you don't, but, you know, you say you play that, Ray. Yes. But I've never heard that that not being a, a quality. You had to be a quality ball player to play that corner spot. So are you you you, you question my ability there, Ron? No, I'm, <laughs> hell, you was captain yeah. in the Buckeyes, yeah. man. Was, and I play. And I. And yeah, it's interesting. I, my I, good friend, shout out to Al Gross. Uh, yeah. Bubba yeah. lives here in, in Arizona, and he and I were having a conversation a couple weeks ago. And uh, Al was not aware of the fact that I played corner at Ohio State. You know, I, the first time I, when I stepped on the field in Philadelphia out of practice and equipment, and I was a strong safety. I had never played strong safety in my life, never. Mm. But that's okay because I played in the backfield with one of the greatest professional football players I think ever played the game. God rest his soul in heaven. Young man by the name of Todd Bell. Oh, and I watched oh, yeah. Todd all oh, four yeah. years. Me and Todd played together. Yeah, I but watched you were Todd a household play. Name but I in watched the Todd. Answer, so I watched Todd. I watched Todd play strong safety. So they didn't teach me how to play strong. When you go to pro football, they're not. They ain't got time to teach you nothing. You better come there with some skills. Without a doubt, well, they've been tracking you. So anyway. I, so I, all I did was, mm, okay, I'm gonna play strong safety the way Todd played strong safety. And it helped me tremendously to this day. I just thank God for just, you know, spending those days and hours with him and uh, just observing the, how physical he played the game. And I knew I had I, I knew this one thing I had to do. I had to be physical because Todd attacked people. He didn't wait for people to attack him, Lyman. He put fear in Lyman's heart. He, he was a, a big man for a defensive back. He weighed like 205 pounds when we were in college and could run like hell. So you're among a, a, a huge amount of cornerbacks that came out of Ohio State University. And we can go back to just start with Tatum, Jack Tatum, and, and then you move forward from that point. But uh, Ohio State has always produced uh, cornerbacks that, that the pros, and they're still doing. The pros can't wait. To, this kid. I, I agree with you. Cleveland. I agree with you. That's one reason why I went to Ohio State, Ron, is because of the fact that uh, Jack Tatum was my hero. Right. I, I wanted to be like they said, be like Mike. Before we wanted to be like Mike, <laughs> we wanted to be like Jack. And Tom That's Jackson, Tom Jackson, who who is from, who is from Cleveland, uh, Tom Jackson on his show when he used to be on on uh, Sports Center. Tom used to always say on Sunday night he got jacked up, and and I used to always tell Jack. people what he's saying that, that Jack means Jack Tatum, you know them. His that, that Tom was emphasizing how physical they were. It was in my mind all about Jack Tatum. Listen, we got to take a break here, Ron, and then we're gonna come back and listen to Rail the Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll take this break and be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. Just the rail is supposed on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me is I got a friend in the house, and whenever I have a friend in the house, it's a special time to me. Um, so if you get a chance uh, and you want to give us a call, we'll, we'll accept some calls, 888-346-9144. That shout out is to Moses Malone. Whenever I get those last few numbers, you know, I always got to remember Moses said, four, five, four. <laughs> That's what the Sixers did back in the day. So, uh, but I got my uh, good friend Ron in the house with me. And uh, we want to give a shout out to a couple of Buckeyes. First of all, big Jim Moore, who uh, oh, I'm yeah. sure that Ron and I got a chance to get together. Uh, give a shout out to Kevin. Because, uh, you know, Kevin's handling things. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to stop in to uh, Bottle Blonde this weekend for the watch party. Uh, it's going to be a whiteout over there, and uh, Ohio State going to be, be down on Penn State. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I usually don't make these kind of predictions, but I'm feeling good now. I've got, I got somebody in the house to help me out. Well, so uh, we won't have a tough time finding Penn State uh, this week because their new Matt uh, game watch is right next door to Bottle Blonde. Oh, they got a game watching area. Right next door to Bottle Blind. Well, you know, the only thing about it is they, they, they just saw the way we were doing it. Well, hey. Ain't too many people copy, do it like, oh, like, oh, hey, the greatest me. flattery. Yeah. <laughs> they, there's not too many people uh, in the world who wouldn't accept that. But you wherever you go, uh, the Buckeyes show up and show out. And, uh, you know, by the way, you know, I'm just going to change the subject real fast. Okay. I, hey, if anybody out there can get a hold of Rock, Rock, come on, man. There wasn't no need to throw that shade on your show. Ballers, I'm watching ballers. I'm watching it. I appreciate, you know, that you bought Ohio State, gave us some air time. But I do not like the shade that was thrown in our direction like we ain't doing it the right way. We don't need to do that to get no ball players, man. Hey, brothers want to come to the Ohio State University. They ain't lined up. You, you could have just went on. Why didn't you just throw that shade at the you? You, you know, if you wanted somebody doing something wrong, man, throw the shade on y'all. Why are you going to throw it on us? That's, you that know, something but, I miss. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It was bad. What it is, is, is for those listeners out there who don't know what I'm talking about, on Ballers, right now, the storyline is there's an excellent ball player out there who uh, Rock, by the way, uh, Dwayne Johnson, who is Rock. Uh, I call him Rock. He's not Rock on the show, obviously. I, I don't even know what his character is on the show, but he's Dwayne Johnson. We know him as Rock. Uh-huh. The Rock is... Uh, Trying to push up on homeboys, uh, this number one recruit in the country, he's trying to push up on his mom. And so Rock trying to push up on homeboy's mom, and at the same time, homeboy's the number one recruit in the country. So Rock hoping that the mom also going, hey, he's, he, he wants package. to be his agent. Yeah, so he want, he want a package deal. Are they from but, but, Miami? But, too? Well, uh, I don't know if exactly on the show where they're from, but I, I will say this, is that, you know, one of the teams that he was interested in was Ohio State. And I guess it turned out that he committed to Ohio State. And on the show, he committed to Ohio State. Rock has to go to Columbus on his private jet to kill the deal because Rock has the boy going someplace else other than Ohio State. Okay. So Rock goes there in the office, meets with Coach, and it's not um, Urban. Urban's not on the show, but he meets with one, one of Urban's assistants, supposedly, because they, they do mention Urban. Okay. It's like present day. And so, Rock gets his squash. But when Rock gets his squash, when he leaves to go to the airport, they pull him over in his car, and he got a package of painkillers in his car. So, they take him to jail. In Columbus? Put Rock in jail. And then... <laughs> And then, I don't know if it is the chief of police or whoever, he shows up, but he, 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 he almost like you, Ron. He, he got Buckeyes on his heart, the chief of police, whoever he is. And he like letting Rock know, hey, man, you know. What's the chief of police is a lady. That, well, I, whoever it is, 
in this case, it's a man, and, and he's letting Rock know, hey, man, no, you can't come in here and try to take our ball play. So they, they putting Rock in jail. When did this happen? This is on t- last night. Okay, that's why I missed on it. On Ballers. You got you 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 to be sure to record it. If you can't watch, you got to record it. You got to watch Ballers. That's And so awesome. Rock now has got Ohio. No, that ain't awesome, man. That's terrible. Well, it's awesome that they cheap pull is over. Well, here's what I'm saying. Why you have to choose Ohio State? Of all the universities, see, he's already acknowledging his university. Miami is acknowledging the show. Mm-hmm. So make Miami the bad guy. Don't make Ohio State the bad guy. We got enough stuff going on, man. You know, yes. any way they can throw shade at us, they're going to get us. When it rains, it pours. Oh, man, they're going to get us. When it rains, it pours. They're going to get us. I, 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 I didn't yeah, know, that, no, know about yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that, no, that, that's a good thing. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who, who, who watch the show, Ballers. They know exactly what I'm talking about. I just want you to know, Rock, I'm watching, man. I think I might have to go to one of his pages, Twitter or something, man, and hit him up and let him know that ain't right, bro. That, that's uh, way below the that, belt. Yeah, that's not it. We got enough attention on us anyway. But to think that in order for us to get a ball player, we got to throw somebody in jail, that ain't how you do it, man. You know everybody want to go to Ohio State. We, we got a young man right here, I think, you want to tell me about that want to go to Ohio State. Am top, I right? Top dog, man. This he, kid out of is, Arizona. Yes. And he's, he's a quarterback. A, yes, right here. And you, know we got a, Arizona. and you know we got a quarterback right now, so he can't be thinking about playing much. You know, he, This kid, you know, this kid is so accurate that every time Haskins throws the ball, I say, Caden can do that. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Caden Lansford, and he's quarterback for the Shadow Ridge uh, Stallions. Okay, that, and, and that, is that here in Phoenix? It's or? in Surprise. In Surprise. In Surprise, and right now as we speak, man, he currently has passing yards of like 1,000 yards. But let me tell you. After how many games? Oh, three games. Three games. Three games. So he's passed 300-plus yards a game. That's, that's what he has. Okay. He's, and he threw it to three different, four different receivers. Okay, so he's, you're saying that four different receivers have been his targets throughout those three games. Yes. Okay. And he's 6'3", mm-hmm. 210, 17 mm-hmm. years old. He's okay. a junior. And oh, he's a junior? Yeah, he's a junior. So okay. he's, he's going so to what is he? So what is he ranked on the ESPN charts or the recruiting charts? You know, I, I don't have the slightest idea. Okay. You know, I, I don't even know enough about those to even be talk with you intelligently about it. Mm-hmm. My purpose is I really want to see this kid go to Ohio State's football camp mm-hmm. this, this coming year. Mm-hmm. I just want him to just be in that atmosphere. He promised Archie that he was going to go to Ohio State oh, okay. years okay. ago. Uh, when he was about this is about six years ago. Oh, so he he was he was he was just thirteen years old and, and knew he was he gonna make it happen. And you, oh, you, it, was, it was obvious days long. So I I just wanted him to know who Archie was. So I said I got I know a guy who got two Heisman <laughs> trophies. The only guy, the <laughs> only guy that's got two Heisman <laughs> trophies. And I knew him since he was eighteen years old. He's you know dynamite. But I'd just like to see him get in the camp. And just, you know, show what he can do. But I'm telling you, they're seeing this kid Haskin. They're seeing Caden Lansford. That's, that's a fact. Okay, so, uh, so, we gotta, so you said there's another Haskins out there in, in the making. Without a doubt. It's, every time I watch Haskin play, and Haskin is the most accurate pass I've ever seen to Ohio State. Well, I, I will tell you this. Um, I'm going to say that I played against, I played with a very, very accurate pass. Everybody, you know Woody didn't pass. It, well, here's the thing about it. it, it, it it's, it's, uh, not everybody loves him because of what he, the, the tarnish and the stain that he put on the university. Yeah. But, but Arch Leister, as his sophomore year, oh, he was a hell of an accurate well, passer. Well, look what they did. The, the, Rod Gerald was, was the year before uh, that Sleeser came there, Rod Gerald was the most accurate passer in the, in the uh, Big Ten. He, he, was, he, he led the Big Ten in accuracy his uh, junior year. Now, quite naturally, Art Sleeser was was everybody wanted him. They they the, the alumni could not let Art Sleeser leave Ohio. He's forty miles from that that shoe. So Rod Gerald was sort of like caught in between right there. I think, and when I when I look at that, because of course I was there, mm-hmm. and and I was playing, and uh, and and I recall. When Art came in, and I recall Rod being moved to wide receiver, which blew my mind because for me, I had experienced something like that in high school myself. I was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Next thing I knew, I was playing wide receiver. You told me that. The, uh, the coach never had a conversation with me about Ray. You know, we're thinking about moving you to wide receiver. You know, you and Rock, he's a year ahead of you. Uh, you know, and we think that we're going to move you, you know, give you a chance to play. And 
get on the field as opposed yeah. to sitting behind him because we think he's a better quarterback. Never had that conversation with me. Um, so I, I've seen this. I've seen this before. So when yeah. it happened with when it happened with Rod and Art. Now there are some people who were on that team that when Rod came in, I mean when Art came in, it was their senior year, and that senior class was not very happy because they Ron felt that Springs, if, they they felt that Raymond. they they felt that if indeed. We'd have kept Rod at quarterback. They'd have been national champs. They thought we'd have had a chance to win a they national were, championship. They were a mixture. What you did was you took a great team and you took out their leader, you know. But that's okay. That's all history now. And and, and Art Salisa does hold a lot of records there at that school. That's just a shame what happened to Art. And I, I don't know, to this day, I don't know where he is, if he's still incarcerated or if he's out. But, he, but, he, but He's been but incarcerated he, almost 40-some years off and on. But that's nothing. You know, I'm not going to drag him. Through the mud. Right. I'm just going to say that it's what true. happened to him, yeah, that what happened between he and Rod was just something that they could not avoid because Rod was going. I mean, Slice was going to go to Michigan or he was going to go to Notre Dame. Well, it also what gave Ohio State a chance, and and again, I I will give him credit for this is that he changed the identity of who and what Ohio State was as a program. Ohio State was no longer thought of of as a three yards in a cloud of dust. Exactly. We now had a. A offense that was wide open, had receivers that could run and catch the ball, had running backs that could run the ball, and a quarterback that was that was mobile because Art has some mobile skills too. You know, he was athletic. He could run. You know, and uh, and he could and he could throw the ball. I'm and, just and, saying that Rod Gerald was a better quarterback. Oh, no, there's no doubt about in my mind when I look mm -hmm. back, the starting quarterback, Art Schleister did not beat Rod Gerald out for no. that job. No, Art Schleister was. Handed that job on a silver spoon. Exactly. Our Sleacher's high school quarterback came in too to be the quarterback's coach as well, and so that was something that was kind of shaky too. <laughs> you know, we look back on some days, and that just all that did not feel right. But again, it, it it's part of the history of who Ohio State is, it, and and to this day, uh, I would say that uh, the young man that we're witnessing now, uh, when it comes to a pocket quarterback. You know, he's if you're looking for asking, look look at where look where you're supposed to be when you're passing from the pocket. And he's doing a good job. He's right there. He's a, he's one That's of the statues quarterback. If you want to find Caden, he's in that pocket. But if you want to see him rolling out, he's rolling out. Wow. All uh, right. Well, listen, we're going to uh, continue to talk a little bit about Ohio State. We're going to talk about some the National Football League as well. But we're going to have to take a break at this time. Listen to Rail the Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music of the show. You're just a rail of sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. 
But matters to me, okay, as I told you, whenever I got a friend in the studio, it's a good day. Got Ron Ranson in the studio with me. Uh, Ron is a purebred Buckeye. Uh, spent a lot of time out in the OHIO, Columbus, Ohio, uh, the university as well as the city. A uh, successful businessman and uh, living and enjoying Arizona, which yes. is which is which is. Uh, what we call Ohio State West. This is the West Campus. Uh, oh, without uh, a <laughs> doubt. Oh, of Ohio State out here. I had a few classes <laughs> on West Campus in Columbus, but uh, this is the this is the wild wild West out here. We certainly appreciate it. As we said, our good friend Jimmy Moore is uh, spent his high school time out here at one of the high schools. Marco Deniza. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Jimmy. Well, shout shout out to them and. Uh, but they ain't had another Jim Moore. No yeah. man. No. Uh, you know, Preston Denard, but. He, he and Jimmy came along the same time, but Jimmy, you know, went to Ohio State, and, and then he went to Buffalo, uh, the uh, Baltimore Colts. That's right. You know, and, and and right now I'd like to also let everybody know that Jimmy's uh, getting ready on October the 10th to have a hip replacement. So one of the last three operations he's had in the last two years. So. Yeah, that happens to. Uh, mm -hmm. And 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 Jimmy told me he uh, he he said that's more of a thing where. Uh, he thinks that that's uh, hereditary as opposed to uh, something to do with football. But either way, uh, Big Jim was out there. Man, and speaking of Big Jim, I just recall just being a freshman, coming in, playing cornerback my entire life. <clears throat> and then I got to come in and, uh, you know, at that, at that time we were still doing three yards in a cloud of dust. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so every now and then, Tidy, you be on that boundary side, and you got a big old tight end like Jim out there, man, running route or you know, coming out blocking you or something like that. And you know, woo, you know, when you go to big programs, you got big boys, and, and and it's a big step going from high school to college because when you go, when you leave a high school program and you go to a college, a big time college program, you really are going from high school to pros because these cats in front of you. The next season, they're going to be lined up playing in the National Football League. Sure. So, how <coughs> they drop draft? Uh, so that's so that's so, that, so that's one thing that recruit. I always psychologically how I got myself ready for that is I always when I was playing pro football my rookie year I was like, well, you know what? You've been playing against pro football players for the last four years. That's right. <coughs> Think of this: you come out of uh, Canton. Steve Luke came out of Maslin. Yes. And Steve Luke went, got drafted uh, by the uh, Green, Green Bay, Bay Packers. Packers. He became captain of the Green Bay Packers. You came straight in Ohio State right behind him, and uh, you became captain. So there's something happening up north up there. Oh, that, oh, well, oh, that area. When you, when you, you know, again, with, with the National Football League is coming up on 100 years. Uh, certainly... You know, football started right there in Canton. So, you know, so we got we got a long history. And then the Massimo McKinley football game, probably one of the oldest, if not the oldest rivalries in the country. Huge. And uh, some great ball players coming out of there. Uh, I, I'm still mad at to the day of my homeboy, Chris Spielman, who uh, back in the day, I paid a forward introducing Chris to Woody. Next thing I know, Chris and his family then man, they just they went out they got out of town like the Baltimore Ravens, like and the Browns <laughs> got out of town. They got out of town and moved to Maslin. <laughs> Chris got out of town and moved to Maslin and playing for the Maslin Tigers. I'm like, man, what? I just I introduced you to Woody back in the day. But he did. He didn't go up north. He went on and went down oh, in Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. Did his thing in Columbus. So, name for yeah, so there's a a lot going on, man. But let's uh let's talk a little bit about some pro football and as a matter of fact. <clears throat> I believe, did you get a chance to see the Cardinals here? I mean, the Cardinals are not doing too well. We got some problems here. The Cardinals are like <coughs> like a uh, roller coaster. They're up, down, up, down. And I don't know whether it uh, depends on who's coaching them or uh, depends on who's drafting. Uh, you know, I don't well, know. Well, coaching, we, you know, uh, coaches, this is his first year. I mean, and, and so he's expected to have some challenging time. Just some other coaches, Chucky's having a hard time too. But they were know? going, he, the Cardinals were into a, 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 a spin. They were they were going downhill when this this coach got uh, right, exactly, and that's yeah, one reason why you make a change. You yes. know, because the program is going down, and, and you're hoping that you bring somebody in that turns it around. And and it's not happening for the Arizona Cardinals. So now we're gonna make a you know a move quarterback. 
and the young fellas don't get a chance to step in there. And I just believe, again, I already mentioned earlier, a few seconds ago, about how when you're in college, you really are playing pro ball against pro ball players. So I don't understand why there's a concern about putting a quarterback into the heat and the fire <clears throat> and it doing something to his psyche to the point whereas it will just kill his confidence when he's been playing against really professional guys for the last three, four years. Mm -hmm. At UCLA, at USC, at Ohio State, you know, when you're in these big programs, you're playing against pro football players. You look up one year and you turn the television on, you're sitting around with your boys and you're saying, they asking you, hey, man, you know, how was he? Boom, boom, boom. You know, it's, it's the same thing. So I, I think the quarterback should come into the league ready. Baker, look at Baker Mayfield. Baker is ready to play. You and, know, he's, and he's going to play. So I, I don't understand why the, you draft these guys as high as you draft them and you sit them on the bench. I don't understand that. If, if you look at what Baker Mayfield did the other night, you look at his, his record coming in there. It, his path has been he had, he had to walk on at Oklahoma because somebody caused him to walk off at TCU. So he walked on at Oklahoma and he proved that he could play. Then when he was uh, his senior year, and he had the audacity to come in and beat Ohio State. And then he had the audacity to plant the flag, the Oklahoma flag, in the center of the field. It, it was almost destined to come in and help Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost a done deal to Cleveland Browns. They said, we want you. And, and they drafted him number one. And when they time for him to play, he came in and played some ball. Here, I, I think I think again. Um, here, here's one thing that I haven't heard him talk a lot about. That of all the things I've been the most impressed with him about is his mental capacity. Because for one thing, he he knew the entire playbook so much so not only were they comfortable enough about his ability, they were comfortable enough that when the game was on the line. They put in a trick play for him to run a trick play. Now, remember, now he didn't take any snaps at all with, with the, the starting first, unit. Mm -hmm. So if he didn't take any snaps with the starting unit, then you're throwing in a trick play too? So that, that, so that means they opened up the entire playbook with this young man and thought that he was comfortable with that. Well, you got you to gotta just say this. He is a complete ball player, and he's a quarterback. He can play. I mean, really, he can he can play. Well, that's the thing about it. I, I, I'm, I'm glad you said he's a complete ball player and he can play because, see, I, I, another thing I don't like when they talk about quarterbacks, they talk about the fact that he's athletic. I don't like that Cam Newton is, is athletic. No, if, you, if, you're a court, if you're a football player, period, I expect you to be able to do everything. I, I don't expect I, – I guess it's from my own experience is I, I, I probably could say I play eight different positions. You know, so it, it, as a football player, from the time you're a kid to the time that you reach the pros, you should have played multiple. Very few guys that I'm aware of only play one position their entire life. You know, they'll try to do that to you. When you're a big dude in high school or junior high school, they'll automatically try to put you on the line. Well, no, that might not be the place for them. Don't don't put them on the line automatically. And when, you, when, you're, when you're training, that's one thing I liked about my high school at McKinley. When... All of us did all the same drills. In our off-season workouts, <clears throat> if we backpedaled, the offensive linemen backpedaled. If we did the karaoke, the offensive linemen did the karaoke. If we caught passes, the offensive linemen caught passes. They worked on developing everybody's talent. They had good coaches. <clears throat> yeah, you know, great coaches. That's well, yeah, my coach um, in high school, as a matter of fact, Chuck Knox, who used to be the coach for the Seattle Seahawks. His brother Bill Knox was my secondary oh, coach right. in high school. Okay. Yeah, so I, I did have some great coaching. We've we got and, some great coaches and, come out of Ohio too. Oh yeah, well, you know. And again, I, and I, I, this one thing about my career that I brag about all the time, Ron, I'm going to brag about it right now while you're here. Okay. <clears throat> my, uh, my junior year, Pete, was, Pete Carroll was my secondary coach. Really? My senior year, Nick Saban was my <laughs> secondary coach. Yeah, wow. My 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 rookie year in the league, Dick Vermeil was my head coach, and then when I went to Cleveland, my seventh year in the league, uh, sixth year in the league, uh, Marty Schottenheimer was my head coach. So I, I and of oh, course yeah. it, my head coach in in college was Woody Hayes, 
and uh, and so I, I I can't. Yeah, that's. It, I, I've been blessed. I, I've had yeah, some great. In high school, my head coach was a man by the name of John Bry. We an outstanding coach. He was over at that other school that begins with the M that was to the west of us that we don't talk about them just you like see, we don't talk about that school up north. We didn't even get <coughs> to Irvin Meyer and Trestle and see I, those, and, them guys came afterwards. And Paul the, the, Brown. Those guys came. All those guys were on the sidelines at Ohio State. But the family tree, you know, they always talk about the tree of coaches. And how uh, certain coaches leave one place and they do extremely well. Like Tony Dungy, who just was honored at Tampa Bay. He, I know he, his story he, he, well. He, he got a tree of coaches that have done, he was, gone on and do extremely well. He was the first African-American quarterback at Minnesota. During the same time that Cornelius Green was the first African quarterback, African-American quarterback at Ohio State University. <clears throat> and then there was a kid that was from Maslin who went up to Michigan and... Yes, uh, yes. Uh, Franklin, Dennis Franklin. Dennis Franklin, Franklin. that's exactly right. Yeah. And one thing, I got a Tony Dungy story. I have a friend named Charlie Weatherspoon, whose brother was Nick Weatherspoon, who used to play for the Baltimore Bullets back in the day, went to the University that, of Illinois. Basketball player. Got out, out, of, out of Cleveland. Got out of, mm -hmm. no, out of Canton. Oh, he's out of Canton. Yeah, yeah okay. that's Canton. Don't, don't get that mixed up there. Well, you know how <laughs> so, easy it yeah. is to get and that. So, and so he... Of course, went to Illinois because there were some things going down at Ohio State where black players weren't being they recruited weren't and respected. They so we, so they went other places. That, 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 that's why Hub went other places, too. But the fact of the matter is uh, Charlie Weatherspoon went on to uh, Yale and played ball at Yale and then was working for Mellon Bank in Pittsburgh and became good friends with Tony Dungy. And... <clears throat> And then when I was a, and Charlie was my mentor in high school. When I was a freshman, Charlie was a starting free safety uh, for the Camp McKinley Bulldogs. And so I was in the secondary, and, and Spoon just embraced me. He was nice to me. He's one of my best friends to this day. And, I mean, and, and McKinley, you are a celebrity in the town when you're playing basketball or football. And let me put one thing in here. I know we're talking sports, but just one thing. The OJs are from Canton, oh, County. Yeah. Just yeah, in case you think they're from Cleveland, that's not a fact, <laughs> that's Jack. That's exactly right. Or if you think they're from Philly, they're not from Philly either. The, the only African-American that, uh, that built, was designed, built, and owned a golf course, William Powell. Shout out to Renee. Renee Powell was the second African-American to That's play on the LPGA. I got, I, got, I got introduced to golf by Mr. Powell. You know, so I, I could go on. Canton, <laughs> we don't want to forget my yeah. friend Steve Luke who came yes, up out of there. You That's know, right. So Ohio itself, but that now we're talking don't about. Forget, don't, 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 don't forget, uh, you know, the judge too now. Judge. Judge Page. Oh, yes. George Allen Page, yes. the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. That's right. That's exactly so right. So we can so go on and on, we, go we don't on have the time. No, we don't. So I, so so that story about Spoon is that Spoon, what Charlie did for me is it ties into Tony Dungy. Charlie, who was a friend of mine, became friends with Tony Dungy because Charlie worked at Mellon Bank. Tony must have been bringing his money into Mellon. They became friends. <clears throat> and these kind of things are important because Spoon was able to get a message to me because he was talking to Tony about me, and Tony told Charlie to tell me, oh, he's going to be okay. Now, when you a college football player and somebody who played for the Pittsburgh Steelers tell you you're going to be okay, man, I was so happy. I, could, I, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I, I really couldn't you believe it that he knew me. Well, it, but, but at that time... You know, I was a young kid. I, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. And there, there is no guarantees in this, you know. No, no. And so you don't know this business. You just, there is no guarantee. And so, but, but, but the fact that somebody's in there doing it, that, that, that's the only thing that gives you some comfort is when you can do a comparison and, or when, when somebody else gives you a stamp of approval who's been there, done that. Because it's one thing that we don't do is for the sake of a friendship or business relationship, mm -hmm. we do not deceive people about their loved ones and special ones about their ability to play this game in the National Football League. You, that ain't, you don't want to do that. You mm -hmm. don't want to ever tell somebody that they got a son that thinks their son is all world, that he's good enough to play at Ohio State if he's not. You, you got to be, you got to take it upon yourself to, to, to let them face reality as opposed to disappointment. We talked. You and I kind of talked about this when we ran into each other earlier in, in, last week, and I just, I, I just really just brought it down to my to my son. You know, he played for you know Columbus Academy, and he was a good ball player, but he couldn't play at Ohio State. 
but he played very well in a lot and set records at Colgate, mm-hmm. which is a you know it's a whole different ball game. But you got you know you got to know when to hold them, you know, got to know when to fold them. That's right. You know, and plus you don't want to put that kind of strain on a no, kid. No, you don't. You do. Yeah. You do not. You do yeah. not. The, you the, know, the worst I, thing in the world to do is to have a kid think that he's gonna get a scholarship offer from Ohio State. And he don't get it. Right. It's better to let him know he's or or or, or to be wrong, and Ohio State come after him as opposed to be right and not tell him the right thing. That's and I forgot to mention that too a while ago. Caden also carries a three point four. You know, so I'm just saying that uh, we just need to get him a look, and we'll work it out from there. Oh, okay. All right, well, um, <clears throat> here's what I want to do, because I think we, we missed a break, so we're going to have to continue on with the show. Uh, th- there's a couple other games out there. What, what other games that you, that you watched this past weekend or teams that you, that you heard about that you want to discuss well, today? Because I, well, I, I, I want to give you I a chance. I want to discuss this, and I'm not, I'm not going to make it controversial. I'm just going to make it just the way it is. Oh, we could we we be controversial. Okay. It's okay, Ron. <laughs> San Francisco 49ers is, is interviewing quarterbacks. Okay. So I'm just thinking that maybe a good time right along and now to just look at Kaepernick and see if he's interested in playing some more football. That, well, here's the thing about it. Uh, from my personal perspective, I support Cap, first of all, 100%. Yeah, I know you do. I support him 100%. But, uh, but I'm thinking about right about now, you know, I, Cap's been out the game a while, and, and I don't know if I just do that he, he, may, he may have to pursue the issue the way he is now as opposed to trying to go back and play now. He couldn't. I'm j- I just need to, <clears throat> I need to throw that in since yeah. I heard the coach say, well, we're looking at we, – we Well, I'll tell you what. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Tyrod might want to go to them right now. Tyrod or Tyrod. He, he can play. He, I know he can play. He can play. And the thing you about know? it is he might want to go to the Browns they, I'm right going to tell you what could happen. Tyrod could end up with the L.A. Chargers. Because the head coach of the LA Chargers was the offensive coordinator that brought him in. But there. he don't. Tyrod don't want to listen. One thing that pro football players don't want to do is play behind the. They, no, they don't want to be starters and become backups. So Tyrod's been a starter in the league. He hasn't been a backup. So he he's not trying to go sit behind Philip Rivers. I don't know how many more years Philip's going to play. But Philip ain't. They, we're not going to take Philip out and put Tyrod in. But the 49ers don't have a starting quarterback right now. So. They may need a, a, somebody to step in right now to be their starting quarterback right now. Uh, or there's another, there's another scenario, too, which I don't think is going to happen. But in Philadelphia, you just got a man who just became the Super Bowl MVP, and he's sitting on the bench. Yeah, that's right. So, but you so, know what? When he was a starter, before this kid was even out of college, before Wentz was out, even out of college, the starter could play. You know, he's the one that they came. They they actually set him down so that they could play. Uh, you the, wait. The, the, the you saying Foles? Foles. Foles was in Philly once before as a starter. Right, but they they put uh, Mike. Uh, they they drafted Wentz. No, no, because because no. because no. he was gone. Foles was what's gone. The, what's the guy? What's the quarterback's name who who had the dog fights? Oh, you talking about Michael Vick? Michael Vick. They put Michael Vick in front of him when Michael Vick got out of uh, prison. Mike, but here's the thing about it. Michael Vick. When Michael Vick was the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, okay, Michael Vick, you're saying that they put Michael Vick in front of Foles, in front of Foles. Yes. I gotta do. I got. I gotta do a little research. You know, well, I've been I, hit my head a few times. I but, hope it, but I know. I'm, but I know I'm, Foles. I'm I know. Right. We, I know Foles was a start. Foles was a starter because I was happy when we drafted Foles. He was a starter because he was down at University of Arizona. And I liked him when he came out of University of Arizona as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Big boy could throw the ball, you know. And, uh, and so he, he came into Philadelphia. They set him for a while. He didn't get a chance to start for a while. They, they set him for a while. And, and then he did get a chance to start, and then he started for a while, and then they shipped him off. So he's been in this, this uh, loop-de-loop for a number of He don't of need years. to be, but, but, but it, here's what I'm saying. The most stressful games in one's life he's participated in at the highest level, and he's won. And, and for those reasons, I'm extremely happy with him because he's proven under pressure, the highest pressure, the most pressure you could possibly be in, he can be successful. First championship for the Eagles. 
<laughs> and, he, and he made it happen. He won. Sure he did. So, uh, in, in grand style. It, that's exactly right. So I, I, I would be happy with Nick Foles anytime. I don't, yeah. you know, we got other parts of the game to support him. He's, you know, he got the, he's in the care of the Lord right he, now. Yeah. Too. I mean, he, he really, he's a believer. Yeah, he, he, for uh, real. Yeah, he, he and, uh, and, and Wentz is, is, is a man who's a strong believer as well. I know because my pastor, uh, the great Reverend Dr. Herb Luss, who is the chaplain for the team, uh, used to be the running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, who was the first man to take a knee in the end zone and give honor to his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ back. They did a special on him on ESPN. Really? Sure did. So he beat, you know? beat Tebow. He beat Tebow way before Tebow. <laughs> yes, way yeah. before Tebow. Yes, sir. Yeah. But, hey, hey, Ron, this has been great, man. The time oh, is flying. Been awesome. And, Thank uh, you, man. I think we got a, we got a few more minutes Thank here. A-Rod's so not, not talking to me in my ear like he does from time to time, but every now and then he, he will tell me that. Uh, time's running down, but I think we got a, a couple more weeks. Time, here. a couple, couple more minutes here, man. So, so let me, so let me ask you. Buckeyes going into Penn State. Are you feeling? Are you nervous? No, I don't be nervous because they, they, they'll be just as good a team on out there on that field as uh, Penn State. And and so uh, just just because it's in Happy Valley, that you know, you, you you're not one who believe in home field advantage and all that type uh-uh. of stuff. I believe in putting one out there and do what you're supposed to do. And, and, and what that man say, do your job. Do your job. And I believe in that, too, because, uh, uh, you know, there's times the football field is still, you know, 52 yards wide, 100 yards long, you know, and, uh, and you we, still got to tackle. We lost Bosa <laughs> now. We yeah. lost Bosa, but that's okay. The, the, boys, the boys stepped it up when Bosa went out. It, and he can't be behind Bosa and can't play. That makes no sense. Yeah, and uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm happy because uh, Big Larry. Oh, what's Big Larry's name? Oh, Big Larry, our, our, defensive ba- our defensive line coach. I call him Big Larry because his son, his son used to be the big running back out of Penn State named Larry. I just can't think of his last name right now. But anyway. Johnson? Uh, uh, was it Larry Johnson? Yeah. Okay, so his dad is the his line. dad was coaching. So that's his dad. That's the coach for Ohio State. I didn't know that. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, okay. that's, that's our line coach. Okay. And he get his boys ready, man. Yeah. His boys. I, one thing about I like about Ohio State, when the game's on the line and somebody trying to come back and beat us and they got to throw the ball, that ain't going to happen because oh. our defensive line be on the oh, line. I can tell. Everybody said we got great secondary people, but. Yeah. The big boys up front, too, on the defensive side, they get it done. The defensive back got their work cut out of, over there at Penn State because ain't no diving for balls yeah, no they, more. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> yes, sir. So, uh, listen, I certainly appreciate it. Um, I think my it, pleasure, I think, man. I, I think it might be a time where I'm going to have to wind this down. So uh, I appreciate you coming in, Ryan. You're going to have to come back again, man. Appreciate you. Anytime. Got an OH coming out of me. Oh, I, oh, I, oh. All right. So you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.